Hey guys, we're back for another episode of Joystick Jockeys, and today is a very special episode. Unfortunately, Ruben couldn't be with us today, but I have with me a very special guest. My wonderful, awesome, and very handsome boyfriend Brandon is with us today. Hello, everybody. Oh, I like the I like the baritone you put in your voice for that. For that. Hello, everybody. Thank you for turning into uh, NPR. <laughs> I am Audie Cornish. <laughs> So, of course, this is your favorite gaming podcast from a queer perspective, where we talk about pop culture, social issues, sometimes Taco Bell or menu items that we like to eat, um, and all kinds of other things that are not related to video games. But again, this is a games and pop culture podcast. And we gay, y'all. Yeah, super gay. Super gay. Um, so you guys already know about me, DJ, so I'm going to kind of interview my boyfriend a little bit for all of you listeners it's about to get awkward (laughs) so um yeah so the question that i think that i like to ask everybody whenever i meet them when it comes when it's like oh you like video games so do i like do you play rpgs whatever what's your game like what what's your game so um i already know what your favorite rpg is but the folks listening and the internet don't. So why don't you tell us what your favorite RPG is? Now, you guys in the podcast world aren't going to see this, but when I say this, he's going to swing on me. <laughs> so I'm going to need you guys to immediately call Protective Services. <laughs> uh, my favorite game of all time is Final Fantasy VIII. Ugh. That's fine. I still love you. It's okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for loving me. <laughs> So, like, what is it about Final Fantasy VIII that it's, like, it's your favorite Final Fantasy game? Because we've had a conversation about how you don't like Seven. I don't. Yeah. So, why do you like Eight? So, I think I don't like Seven because Seven came at a time when I was just not ready to play RPGs. Mm -hmm. So, I was in fifth grade, Mm -hmm. and I was in the hospital, and so my aunt bought me the game because she felt sorry for me. Oh, my God. And so I was like at home for like a month because I had a really like major surgery Mm -hmm. and my aunt's like, what do you want to pass the time? And I was like, well, there's this really cool game that just came out called Final Fantasy VII and I had played RPGs in the past, but Mm -hmm. I just was not ready for that 3D modeling. Mm -hmm. I was not ready for it. And I just, I couldn't get into the game. Mm -hmm. So I came back to it many years later, like after I you know, played eight, nine, mm-hmm. ten, mm-hmm. and I was like, let me go play seven again. And yeah. I was like, this is an okay game, yeah. but I just feel like it's so hyped up, and um, I respect the fact that seven brought Final Fantasy into the next-gen console, yeah. and it, it brought it to the PlayStation, mm-hmm. and it introduced RPGs to a huge spectrum of consumers. Yeah. So I respect the fact that seven has this whole street cred. Yeah. But I think Final Fantasy Eight is a superior game. Yeah. So I think um there's there are like two camps of people, right? And it's, I think for those of us that were born between like the mid the mid eighties and we're like teenage we're becoming like preteens going into becoming teenagers and we had our PlayStation ones and all that stuff. And it just kind of depended on like what year you got your PlayStation. But I feel like it's either people got got their first PlayStation and got Final Fantasy VII or got their first PlayStation and got Final Fantasy VIII. And I think for a lot of people, 
like the PlayStation was the system to where they were like old enough to like really have like a very vivid memory of of those games. And I think for a lot of people, again, those two camps that it, it was either seven or eight that was there. Yeah. That was her thing. Because when I got a, I was a badass. I was in middle school. Mm-hmm. I was just fully gay. <laughs> I was living my fantasy. You were in Sector G. I was in Sector G. I was praying to all the witch towers of the Guardians of the North. <laughs> and I was just having the best time of my life. Yeah. And Final Fantasy VIII, because I think the characters were like fully customizable, there's mm-hmm. definitely an inefficient way to build those characters. Yeah. But with the junction system... You can pretty much make them whatever you want. Yeah. Um, and of course, my favorite character in that game is Fuckboy Zell. Um, <laughs> with like the eye tattoo. With the eye tattoo. Everything. You meet him and he immediately does a backflip, <laughs> um, which spoke to me on a deep. On an emotional level. An emo- it really did. It did touch me in a way that I have not been able to be touched since. Um, I, I, I can't compete with Zell. You have to get a face tattoo. <laughs> can I get a temporary one? Yeah. That's okay. Fine. We'll okay. Get it at the Walmart. Okay. <laughs> Um, and I really think that because you could pretty much power level as much as you, in a lot of different ways in mm-hmm. that game, like, you know me, yeah. I'm like an extreme power leveler. Like yeah. I had all the ultimate weapons. Yep. I had, I was level, well, I mean, 99 is not that hard in that game because you only have to hit a thousand for each level up, but I had like every ultimate weapon by yeah. the end of disc one Wow. through card modding. And that was like 50 hours on disc one. You're a crazy person. It was a mess. You're a crazy person. It was a mess. Like, I got my three GFs and I was like, let's fuck this shit up. (laughs) So, do you think um, that because you got Final Fantasy VII when you were like going through like a major surgery, that that, that, that event tied with that game colored your experience a little bit? Or do you think it's like, no, I just think that objectively Final Fantasy VIII is a better game, period? Maybe it's because I lived near a nuclear plant and Mako reactors were just too close to home. No, <laughs> is this your excellent origin story? It really is. <laughs> I was like, this is why I glow at night. He really does. It's like you didn't want to ever ask. Yeah, I, I didn't want to ask what the glowing was, but I just got I just got a little face mask and you know. Yeah. Our our room lights an ambient green every night. It's really it's really great. Like as like you know you turn off all the lights and then it's just like this nice little ambient glow. <laughs> You're snoring, dating. snoring plus like the ambient green. Is, Your boyfriend is, is the Aurora Borealis. Yeah, really. yeah. <laughs> the Michelle. Aurora. That's why they call me the Northern Lights. Oh, that's yeah. what you. That's what you got that name from. Um, yeah, I won't go into detail as to mine because they've heard it a million times. Um, I will say that Super Mario RPG is my favorite RPG of all time, and that was I was I remember vividly I was at like summer camp like summer day camp and I like took my Super Nintendo with me wow and like they let me plug it up and like play games or whatever and you were you just must have been the really most antisocial kid well well no like people like watch me play video games like (laughs) they didn't care it was like an event like on the calendar it was like watch DJ Kirkland play video games honestly it was nine A.M. to 10 p.m.? I was live streaming before it was an actual thing. You were live, live streaming. Exactly. Yeah. Before live studio audience. Um, and I remember beating Smithy, like, at daycare, and literally sobbing, because it was so 
difficult. That boss fight was so difficult. It's probably because you were level 12. No! I was, like, pretty high level. I was. Because I got Pe- I got the lazy shell for both Mario and Peach. So, like, Peach only took one or two damage. And so I was just healing everybody every, every like, five, every other turn. Yeah, I occasionally hit someone with a frying pan. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was it was a lot of that. So it was, it was I think because it just took so long for me. But I, if I could, like, go back and, like, see like 12 year old dj or like however old i was when that game came out um as like a 31 year old man i mean like girl pull your shit together get your shit together you could have gone back and like power leveled a little bit more and then gone to smithy and then beaten the game and you would have been a-okay but you know live your life girl live your life live your life but um yeah so i still like final fantasy 7 better than 8 because i think that (laughs) Because, you know, like, Cloud is, you know, it's based off of Clouds and then Squall. Like, he's like a wind. It's like all of them were, like, names that were, like, like a great value version of, like, Final Fantasy VII characters. There was Mountain Lightning. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, like, RC I, fe- I, I feel like that Final Fantasy VIII was the Dr. Thunder of Final Fantasy <laughs> Wow. But I love, but but like, don't get me wrong. I love Doctor Thunder. It was the two for ninety eight cent knockdown version. I'm not mad at it. Yeah. I'm not mad at it. That's just what I felt in my soul at the time. I'm not gonna tell you they were wrong, but you're not right. <laughs> I can be entitled to my wrong opinion. There you go. <laughs> That's very true. I mean, you had all the GFs. Like you yeah. had a you had a Tonbury. Oh, Tonbury. You had a Tonbury. Mm-hmm. You had a Quizzy Quiddle. <laughs> You had you had the diamond dust. Mm-hmm. You you had all the things. Mm-hmm. They were giving you every single thing you needed. They to were giving you everything you needed to survive. They needed you to do all the things. Mm-hmm. It was it was just a really awesome experience. Yeah, and I've had that experience many, many, many times. Right. Um, I, yeah, and I think that's like that. Like those games that leave those, like, lasting impressions on you, mm-hmm. I think says a lot about, you know, says a lot about the game itself. And even though, like, there are some things that have left lasting impressions on me that don't hold up, like, if I went back to go try to play them now, I'm like, ooh, this yeah. is a little rough, but I still love it. Like, there are a couple games that are like that for me, but, yeah, I think those games that have those lasting impressions are some of the most important ones. But there's a very real reaction that when I ask people, like, who hurt you? <laughs> who hurt you? Um, people have honestly came back at me with, well, you know the draw system from Final Fantasy VIII? So I can understand the, you know, as a uh, black mage myself, <laughs> the idea that you need to save your magic to power you up instead of using it to kill things. Why is it got to be a black mage? Because they're the best ones. Oh, that's true. Ain't no one want a white mage? <laughs> Someone's got to heal you. I guess. I guess. That's why you have a tank. Yeah, or Phoenix Downs, I guess. For real. Yeah. That's why you had the Phoenix Pignon. Oh. What's that? The Phoenix Pignon? No, what was You had 99 of those little bitches, and you would just basically (laughs) die and all come back to life. Was that? I guess. It was a secret GF. Oh. Hidden Yeah, hidden See, I didn't even. Yeah. So there was a certain percentage that, depending on the number that you had, mm-hmm. if your party was wiped out, that the phoenix power would rise up, and oh, Jean like... Grey herself would telekinesis your ass back to life. 
I didn't know there was an X Men crossover in Final Fantasy. There yeah. really is. Quistus was basically Cyclops with I'm those laser beams <laughs> as one of her limits. I okay, so I definitely well because I did this with ten. I definitely am more than happy to revisit Final Fantasy VIII again as a as a grown woman and go into it with one critical eye and the other shady eye <laughs> and then just like and, and actually give it its fair shake because I don't think that I gave it its fair shake at the time much like I didn't give um, 10 its fair shake at the time because mm-hmm. I was like what um, you were you were what a freshman in high school when 10 yes. was out yeah because I was a sophomore. sophomore yeah I was a sophomore when that came out and yeah um, I didn't yeah I didn't give 10 its fair shake when it when it first came out I was too busy playing Smash Brothers and then revisit- and I didn't know what that was. Yeah, you're like, what, like, what's a smash? I was brother? like, what's an N64? Yeah. <laughs> My heart. Um, but then playing the remaster of 10, which I think was fantastic. Um, I really enjoyed 10. So pause. Uh-huh. You played X2. No, I played 10, but I didn't beat it. I know, but you played 10-2 without ever beating 10? Oh, yeah, girl, I was living. So did you even know what the hell was going on? Mostly, like, no, because I because I read it on a game fact. Okay, you know, like, I, I read up on what like, happened. Where the fuck did everyone go? Yeah, yeah why is no. it only these three? Oh yeah, no, I read it. I was like, um, I want this Final Fantasy J-pop girl group fantasy. Yeah, that's the game that I wanted. I I it's a big 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 fan of that game. I'm a big fan of that game. It's the Sailor Moon RPG that I never got on a contemporary game console because mm-hmm. there was one on the Super Nintendo that only came out in Japan, but. I played the um, played the ROM of it that was fan translated. That was everything. It was so good. <laughs> it's so good. It was like dot dot dot. I don't know this word. Dot dot dot. No, it was like a legit translation. It was really good. So I mean, I bet if I went and looked at it now, it might not be as good. Yeah. But I mean, I was able to play it. All the menus were translated. All the text was so like. Props to those people. That person is now working localization. Yeah, they're probably working for Atlas or they're working like anywhere in games doing localization because like that's where you really get your fucking start is like localizing like yeah. games that'll never come right. out in the US and putting them online for writing people to download. Scripts on GameFAQ. Honestly. Truly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, let's see. So we recently got this issue of Game Informer magazine, which that kind of led into this conversation to begin with anyway. And we kind of briefly had this conversation when we read it together on, what was it, I guess, Sunday. Um, so they so Game Informer released a, an issue that has the top 100 RPGs, like, of all time. Of all time. Of all time. time. And How dare you. What, listen, there, there are several games that were not on that list. <laughs> several. So... Salty submissions. I mean, like, can we get, like, an honorable mention... Like, section or something? Or, like, these are the nominees? However, there was a zero. We'll get to it. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, I will start by saying that I really dig the art that's on the front of this, which is really cool. And, fun fact, I, still to this day, um, I've wanted to do art for gay magazines. Like, I, that's what I, like, when I was a kid, I was like... I want to fucking do this. That's what I want to do. And yeah, I still like this is still, like getting my art printed on a game magazine is still like as the cover is still something that I want 
to have done before I die. So as a child, I remember opening like a game informer. Yeah. And going to the section Should, where it had like fan art. Yeah, where they made and mail I it was in. Like, who are these talented children who draw these things? And like would draw it on the envelopes. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I, now I know it was you. <laughs> no, I wish. I wish because I would I would always start one and not like what I did. So like this problem has been following me my entire life. So where it's like I'll start one and I'm like, oh, this is awful. It'll never get selected. And never finish it. Drew, how do you people draw these? And now I'm like, who's this shady adult who's submitting these? Because there are some people who you can tell did these on a Cintiq. Mm-hmm. And it like says, age 12. And I'm like, bitch, you ain't 12. <laughs> oh my god, but this is like really great art. I really like it a lot. Uh, this is, and what's cool about it is that it's like very, it looks very like 90s. Like the way that this person draws. Like they kind of have this like Joe Matoera kind of like art style to it. Which is what I really love. So Battle Chasers, did you remember mm-hmm. that comic? Yeah, so it kind of looks a lot like that. Which like speaks to me yeah and the colors are popping yeah it speaks to me like on so many levels and i still love joe's work it's amazing and i can't wait to play the battle chasers game that's coming out it's gonna be dope but um moving on to the actual list so there were a hundred games on this list um we're not gonna sit here and go through all of them because we'll be here for a million hours but um we're gonna kind of talk about some of the um standouts uh Things that surprised us, things that we are surprised were, were omitted from this list or just wasn't in, or weren't included. And um, yeah, we're just kind of going to go from there, kind of dig into it and have some fun conversations about that. So um, I'll let you go with your first one. So what stood out to you overall of this list? So one of the games that I was very, very happy made on the list was Disgaea. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe the first one is on the list, even though all of them are amazing. Yeah. Um, this is probably one of my favorite tactical games. Mm-hmm. I love, I love a tactical RPG. Yeah. I love, um, you know, Final Fantasy Tactics. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it? Ogre sixty four. Ogre sixty. Ogre battle. Yeah. Yes. Ogre battle. Ogre battle. And then ogre. Ogre battle. Ogre bottle. Ogre bottle. Ogre bogle. Can't. Um, and another one that was on the list, which I also love, which has the best title of any game that has ever been released, is Tactics Ogre Let Us Cling Together. Oh. That's Ooh. what you that's what you led with me on, on our first date. You're like, let, let us cling, cling together. together. <laughs> yeah. And I was wearing leather stilettos. Yeah, yeah, I was I was I was super into it. I was gagging. Yeah, gagging. <laughs> um, but this guy is one of my favorite games of all time. Mm-hmm. I've honestly played the first one for over 400 hours like a a stupid amount of time (laughs) yeah um because for anyone who's familiar with the franchise the level cap is not 99 it's 9999 and when i see a level cap i'm like bitch who you trying to fool (laughs) um a level cap is like uh, is a challenge that I'm willing to accept. <laughs> and you can not only level up the characters, you can level up the items. You can yeah. delve into the item world and level up all your items to 99.9. Yeah. Um, that's like totally your It's thing. ridiculous. That's, that's it's your shit. insanity. That's absolutely your shit. And um, it, it's a game that you can play very inefficiently mm-hmm. and have a horrible time playing it. Or you can you can really take advantage of some of the pro strats that people put out there mm-hmm. and you can go from level one to level 300 in one battle. Oh my God. So it's, um, it's a super deep, deep, deep 
um, RPG, and it's only gotten more deep as time has gone on. Like yeah. Disgaea Four, mm-hmm. um, I thought had a very very intricate um, system about putting people in a classroom and placing them in a certain way to help them benefit. And yeah. then fi- Disgaea Five came out, mm-hmm. and they have this whole like club committee thing where you put people on the same clubs Mm -hmm. and then they benefit from those things so it's like they keep evolving and coming up with more creative ways to help you benefit from creating new characters Mm -hmm. and helping new characters level up because the worst thing that can happen in a tactical rpg is that your character dies and you have to start over with a new one from level one and your character was like nine 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 yeah um but it's it's a really fun game and i'm glad it made the list yeah and it was number 69 on the list Interesting. Yeah, very interesting choice that it's number 69. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Disgaea 5 Complete just came out on the Nintendo Switch. and So I've been playing the Incomplete? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I've been lied to. Yeah, I, I know. I know. What are you going to do? I mean, I, I, guess I'll, I guess I'll surprise you with it sometime soon so that you can just get your complete life. <laughs> get it completely together. Yeah, yes. Um, let's see. So I will... Yeah, okay, so one of the ones that I'm very happy that's on the list is Skies of Arcadia, which, like, you've never played because you didn't own a Dreamcast, Mm-mm. but Skies of Arcadia is, like, one of my favorite RPGs that I've ever played. Like, it's, it's like, anime bullshit, which I'm into, Sky Pirates, there were, and you could have, like, air pirate ship battles, and, like, and you would, like, level up your ship, and, like, your ship had, like, like special moves and all that stuff it's really it's really really cool and the um if i remember it correctly the um kind of like elemental system based on like you could like equip your weapons kind of like with materia kind of Mm -hmm. um you could equip your characters with different stuff and they had different abilities and and everything it's really cool it was really really cool um i never beat it because i think it was one of those situations where like i got to a place in the game that was super hard because I wasn't probably leveled up enough to handle it. And I just never got back to it. But they released it on the GameCube, which I have a Wii so I can still play it, which is tight. So I'm probably going to go back at some point and boot that up and play it. But um, I'm really happy to see that it was on the list because I think that's one of my favorite... That that is one of my favorite games of all time because I just really like the... I love the character art. I loved the combat system was turn-based. Um, and it was, yeah, it was just a really cool game. I'll have to show you some, some videos and stuff from Skies of Arcadia. And that, and Skies of Arcadia was number, if I can remember what it is, I'm just going to look for it again real quick as I've leafed through this. Um, what's number 55? Yeah, it was, it was so good. It was so good. Like the airship battles were like surprisingly fun. Cause like, how mask? No, pirate it's, for pirate. No, it's not very mask. <laughs> I'm gonna shoot my. It's very gay. I'm gonna shoot this entire cannonball in your face. I mean, go right ahead. Bang, bang, daddy. Yeah, I mean, it, they were like anime, like size laser beams and shit. Oh, you know, it's it's like yeah, it's a lot. It's everything. I love it. I think you'd really like it. Laser beams won me over. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you'd be really into it. We get to play it. Um, and let's see, that was the one that really, like, stood out to me, um, and I kind of already went into Super Mario RPG, which was number 28 on the list, so I'm glad that it was top 30, um, and then my, it was my favorite JRPG of all time until Persona 5 came out, Persona 4, Mm -hmm. which is number 30, 
and we can sit here forever, forever, and like talk about Persona and how much how much we love it. But um, yeah, like I, me and my old roommate Latif would kind of go back and forth of which one that we liked more. Um, he likes the more like darker stuff, so mm-hmm. like he was like obsessed with Persona Three, mm-hmm. which um, Mitsuru is everything. She's the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's still, like, my favorite Persona character out of, like, all of the games that I've played. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, like, her and then on Takamaki. <laughs> Pero Junpei. Stupei? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't... I have a hard time with that archetype of character. I have a hard time. Well, I mean, my favorite them. character was Zell. Yeah, because you like the fuckboys. I really do. You like... I mean... What does that say about you? <laughs> that I feel like I can change that. <laughs> so am I a fuckboy? No, you're not a project. <laughs> I don't have to change you. That's why I'm with you. <laughs> you're already perfect. Oh, you're so sweet. Um, but um, yeah, Persona 4 was great. And then they put Persona 5 on the list. And it was number 19? Yes, because that game is... Fucking fantastic. It's 19, and again, we've we've had already multiple episodes oh. where Ruben and I have talked about it, and we will continue to do so in the future. So this yeah. is a break for all of you listening at home where we're not going to have a deep dive about Persona 5 this time. Y'all need to finish the game. You are a crazy person. Yes. So I'm... 46 hours. Because, like, I... I've waited... Well, we, we all have waited eight years for this game, and... I've been having so much fun with it, and again, I'm like 68 hours into the game, and I'm like, I don't want this game to be, like, to end. I don't want it to be over, but I'm getting close to, like, the the turning point to going to the climax of the game, and I'm like, no, it's almost over. <laughs> but I need to finish it, because there's so many other games I want to play. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. It, well, I'm only 86% it. of the way through the Persona Compendium, so, oh, so I will return again. Yeah, so you're going to do New Game Plus, and yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I definitely will do New Game Plus, but I want to put it away after I finish it mm-hmm. and play some other stuff, because I really want to play Horizon Zero Dawn, but that's another conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Persona 5 is number 19 on the list, which is, again, it is now my favorite JRPG, like, of all time. With its slew of issues... It is still one of my favorite, like my favorite JRPG of all time as of right now. That game has a lot of problems, but it's a very good game. Yeah, and the the gay issue, like you've discussed on the podcast yes, before, we have. yeah, not as offensive to me as I'm yeah. sure certain people find it. Yeah, and I 100 percent agree. That, Absolutely, yeah. you know, you have every right to feel the way mm-hmm. you do. Um, but I mean, you can blink and miss that scene. Honestly, there, and and I and I've said this on social media multiple times too. There is so for how little how for how little those interactions are in the game. There's so much good. Uh, there's so much good happening in that game. Yeah. For those very small like two minute interactions yeah. that you see. At least, I've only seen three times in the game. Yeah, I've put 146 hours. Yeah, and you only encounter them three times. Six minutes. Yeah, a total of like six minutes of the game. So, it's, it sucks. It needs to be better. But I don't think it ruins the game by any stretch of the imagination. And we'll leave it at that and then we're going to move on. Um, So, games on the list that surprised you. 
So the two that I was most surprised by, not because they're bad games, but because I love these games mm-hmm. and I don't feel that people appreciate them as much as they should. Golden Sun. Yeah. Which is what it was like the defining game of Game Boy Advance for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I love that game. Mm-hmm. I thought that game was so cool. Yeah, it's really um, good. The summons were super awesome. Mm-hmm. Um Jin were they Jins? Yeah, they're like yeah, I couldn't read that was I used to call them Dijons. Yeah, yeah. it's the G is silent. Yeah, I was like, like those Dijon mustards. Yes. But I used to I was like, oh my god, they're hidden everywhere. I gotta go, you know, yeah. catch them all. <sighs> Crossover. Pokemon. And the second game that was on the list, which I was very, very happy about, was Vagrant Story. Um and I love that game. It's super, super fun. It's the same um creators of Tactics Ogre, let us cling yeah. together. Um, the same art style, which is yeah. so cool. Yeah. Um, it had very comic book type writing in the game. Mm-hmm. And so it made me feel like, you know, I played it first on PS1 and then I bought it again. Um, it was the first game I ever bought on my PS Vita. Yeah. It wasn't, I didn't even own a Vita game. No Vita just... game. It was, I bought that. Paul ran out for the PlayStation Vita. It's a great, like, oh, portable honestly, PlayStation I, 1. Yeah, I played Mines yesterday. Yeah. So. No, it's a great. It's a great portable PlayStation. Yeah. Like, there, it's it's just a shame that it just doesn't have yep. the library of its own games yeah. that can carry it. Because it trounces the 3DS in terms, like, hardware-wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, completely. But it's just, like, there's just no support. Yeah. And, that, and that's the only reason why it died is because it didn't support it. But now that we got some good Wi-Fi... I can yeah. remote play. Get your life. Yeah. Get your entire life. Um, yeah, so, like, I've, I love Golden Sun. I played the first one. I didn't play the sequel. It was very Egyptian. Oh. Yeah. Oh. It was, the, there was a whole backstory yeah. with, like, this, you know, okay. archaeological dig. I'm into it. Yeah. Did you, did you enjoy it as much as the first one? I did. I liked it. Okay. Yeah, I liked it. And I never played Vagrant Story, but I watched my friend's playing Vagrant Story. The art is amazing. The art's really good in Vagrant yeah. Story. I think it was um, Akihiko Yoshida that did the art for it, who also did the art for Final Fantasy XII. I wish I knew more about what you just said. <laughs> Akihiko I, Yoshida is a name of a person. I know. I realize that. But yeah. I'm just I'm not the most knowledgeable person about the content creators. Yeah. I love their content. I just don't know who makes it. And I'm telling you. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, because the style of Twelve yeah. is very much like Vagrant yeah. Story. Yeah, oh, God, I love Yoshida. His stuff is so good. Um, yes. Okay, so this is going to be a pretty quick show today, which I, which I really like. Um, so talk to me a little bit about what surprised... Oh, well, we kind of, well, we were already talking about that, actually, in that Skies of Arcadia. Um, so what should have been on the, on the list that wasn't? So the, the, the salt was heavy. Yeah. I was feeling... You were a little salty? I was a little salty. A little salty? Um, that Legends of Dragoon did not make the list. I'm re- I'm honestly very surprised that it wasn't on the list. Because that battle system was revolutionary. Which led, I believe, into Shadow... Uh, what's Shadow Heart? Or... Shadow Heart's Covenant? Yeah, well, you know how they have the battle ring? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah so yeah, they have yeah, the whole yeah, timing yeah, yeah, ring. Yeah, yeah. Legends mm-hmm. of Dragoon had the like the you know collapsing squares and mm-hmm. you're just like tap tap tap, mm-hmm. um, which I love. Yeah, and I, I, a very controversial statement. I usually play games mm-hmm. without the sound on, and I play games while I'm consuming other media like listening to a podcast 
um, listening to music, listening to an audiobook, watching TV, um, watching Golden Girls all the time. So that is the only RPG where I had to really hyper focus in on the battle system and not kind of like draw into my auto battling because mm-hmm. you know that's the only way to power level mm-hmm. is to distract yourself with other things. Um, and it really got me to focus in on the battle system because my timing had to be dead on. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like, you know, Mario RPG mm-hmm. where you had to get that hop, skip, and a jump. Mm-hmm. So I really, really, really love that game. Um, the characters are really fun. Yeah. Um, they had Badass Rose who was mm-hmm. ready to just uh, stiletto smash you to death. <laughs> which that's everything. That, like She has a move called Stiletto Smash. I live for that. And then they had uh, Maru, which everyone wrote off because she was this little blue fairy, mm-hmm. much like me. <laughs> and she had the highest damage output if you maxed her final combo. Mm-hmm. Um, but it took so much work to do that because you basically had to be like, ha, he, ha, hoo, ha, ha. and six hits later, it was like 700 damage. So <laughs> she was killing... If you put work into her. I like that you gave me like the, the, the hi-ya, hi 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 I give you a he, I give you a who, and I give you a ha. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. So those two games, I was uh, or that game, I was mm-hmm. very, you know, salty. It was on the list. Mm-hmm. And then Etrian Odyssey. Yeah. Anything from that whole catalog, including Persona Q, yeah. the Labyrinth game, because um, the, the whole idea that you can be a junior cartographer and make <laughs> your own maps and... Um, it, it was a very old school kind of yeah. um, RPG. It was super old school. Where you don't really see the characters that you're using to battle. It's kind of like scripted menus. Mm-hmm. And um, I really, really love those games. I didn't think I would like them at first because yeah. the the like major concept of the game is that you create your maps and you go into these deep dungeons and you're trying to avoid these big battles. Mm-hmm. So um, it kind of went against everything that I'm for, which is like go fight the biggest things you can. Yeah. But I really, really enjoyed those games, and I was sad that they weren't on the list. Yeah, that's a little... That's a little unfortunate that it wasn't on the list, because I feel like those games... Like, they ha- they clearly have an audience, because they, they made a Persona crossover game into, into it. Mm-hmm. And I, I know a lot of people that are really into those games, but again, I think it's one of those niche titles that um, a lot of people do really like, but... I'm not sure if it's as big as, let's say, like, Persona or something else. Mm-mm, not at all. But, um, but yeah, look, I think they're really fun. I think they're really fun games. I, the map making just, like, a, like another extra layer that's a little too much for me, personally. To, oh, I'm so extra. To, to do, well, I'll do my yeah. map, and then I'll outline all the little edges, yeah. and I'll, like, write in, like, what everything is. <laughs> and if there, there's, like, a fountain that restores life, I'll be like, I'll be like, girl, get a sip. Um, because you can type in customized messages to yourself if you want to remember what's there. Uh, I'll be like, stay thirsty. Mm -hmm. So it's... It it is a very daunting task that every dungeon you go into, you're going to have to make a new map for it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could see how that could be fun for some people. Mm -hmm. And you would think that with me being an artist, I'd be into that. Spoiler alert, I'm not. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So for me, what was super surprising that wasn't included in this list at all, in any capacity, were the Mario and Luigi RPGs that were on the Game Boy Advance DS, 3DS. Um, I can see why some of the newer ones weren't included on them, because they have some issues with them mechanically. Um, But 
Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga is very good. It's a very good game. And since we're never going to get a sequel to Super Mario RPG, which is heartbreaking, that's like the closest thing that we're going to get to it. Mm -hmm. And we're never going to get, and it seems like we're never going to get a Mario and Luigi game on a on a home console. Mm-hmm. It's only going to be on portable device, on the portable games because I feel like they, like, oh, well, Paper Mario's are console thing and then Mario and Luigi's are handheld thing. And I wish that would, like, switch. They would allow them to live in both worlds. Yeah, yeah, because I would really love to We're play. in 20, whole 17. Yeah, I would really love to see, like, with, like, the power of the Nintendo Switch and the power of Incredible Art Direction, like, all like all those games have to see that concept like fully like realized with like super awesome high res 3D models that are very stylized like the like the concept art for those games cuz like it's it's so good i love the way that those games look and the combat's super fun it's like a combination of like an action rpg and a turn based rpg uh-huh. it's like super active so i like i really really like that about those games and i would love a Paper Mario port to the 3DS. Yeah. Even if we lost some of the quality in the art. Which, there's, like, no reason why, like, like Paper Mario 64 and Paper Mario 1000 Year Door can't mm-hmm. exist on a handheld. Mm-hmm. So, the rumor is, is that on that, with Nintendo Switch, that virtual console games will include GameCube games. And which will include one of the, again, one, another one of the best RPGs of all time, which... This isn't on the list. Paper Mario 64 is on the list. But Paper uh, Paper Mario th- um, Thousand Year Door is not on the list. Mm-hmm. Which, I'm going to look at it one more time before I, sound, before I sound like an idiot. Neither is Final Fantasy Who's Gonna Hold My Bucket. Just saying. I'm giving him a face right now because fuck Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles and fuck carrying the bucket because I wasn't that girl. I don't carry the bucket. Never. I was like, someone else can carry it. for the sake of the party. Someone else can do it. I want to fight bitches. I don't want to carry no damn bucket. Sorry, I can't carry the bucket. Too busy doing a backflip. I'm I'm too busy cutting flips. (laughs) I have too much to do. Too busy being a ninja. I'm too busy being extra. I have too much to do. Um, I don't... Okay. Paper Mario is on this list. But I don't think that A Thousand Year Door is on the list. And that's a problem for me. Because, okay, so, Breath of the Wild is on here, but, like, I don't really consider Zelda games to be RPGs. Well, Witcher's on there. Witcher 3. Yeah, well, like, the Witcher... And? I guess they're... And and fucking Skyrim, I... I'm gonna get so much hate for this. I'm gonna get so many like nasty tweets because like everybody fucking loves Skyrim, but I I don't. Those games are so boring to me. You have two entire hands throwing magic. I'm into it. I mean, I guess that's for somebody. That somebody's just not me. Mm-hmm. Um, I not not number one. Yeah. Definitely so okay. Yeah. One. So I mean, we're just gonna go ahead and get to this. So. Um, yeah, so, uh, Paper Mario, uh, Paper Mario Thousand Year Door is nowhere on this list, and that's a travesty, because that game is perfect, and they have, and the fact that that game has not been put onto the Wii U, or Switch, yet, is a travesty, 
that game needs to exist again on a contemporary console. And people want, and I, and I absolutely understand the want and a need and a desire for a direct sequel to that game, but they're taking Paper Mario in a completely different direction, and a lot of people are hella mad about that. And I'm like, Nintendo's not my friend, so they can do whatever they want, so whatever. But, but let I, me play my... But, I, but I, would love, I would love a direct sequel to Thousand Year Door because that game is so good. Um, yeah, because Paper Mario Color Splash is not a bad game, but it's not a great game. It's a beautiful game, but it's not a great game. Um, yeah, and that's, the fact that Thousand Year Door is not on this list is very troublesome. I appreciate... So, let's go Let's go through um, the top ten. And we don't have to go into detail about them. We can kind of just, like, list them off. So, number ten is Final Fantasy Tactics, which it should be top ten. Huge fan. It's fantastic. I'm really bad at strategy RPGs. The only ones that I'm not bad that that I'm not bad at are um, Fire Emblem and mm. Valkyria Chronicles, which mm. you need to play. Get tanky. It's so good. Um, so those are the two that I'm not bad at. Joan D'Arc. That game was fantastic. It was a PSP game. Okay. It was a tactical. It was it w- it was about Joan of Arc mm-hmm. and her furry feline friends oh good uh it was it was really weird but it was such a good game it was such a good game i could be into that i could definitely be into that um okay number nine is Baldur's gate 2 shadows of Om. never heard of her i don't i don't know her um i know people that do know her um never felt that never experienced experience that, that emotion. emotion none of that um diablo 2 is number eight mad cow level get into it I don't know what that means, but okay. That game, I used to play, or I played in a cyber cafe in the Philippines, mm-hmm. and you have not lived until you played Diablo 2 with your cousins in the Philippines <laughs> in a cyber cafe. I've played games in a cyber cafe. Like, I played um, Counter-Strike and uh, Halo 2 at, like, it was so dope. Like, it was this place that was around the corner from my high school, and we would all go there after school, and we would play Smash Brothers. We would play like Halo Two. We'd play Counter Strike, and just get and just get our entire lives. It was so good. Remember that random ass place we went to where we did the um, escape room? Yes, yes, that weird ass place in what in what Hayward? I don't know yes! where it was. Yeah, it was that place in Hayward. It was a escape room. Yeah, cyber cafe, normal cafe. Yeah. I'm- karaoke bar yeah and i'm sure there was a bowling alley somewhere i don't know but it was weird but like they were like lightweight having a smash brothers tournament in there too and i was like this is cute um so i have to ask my smash community friends like what that place that place was lit it was lit there was a lot happening so many things happening there were i had a definite variety pack of emotions that was happening they had like 12 revenue streams yeah i mean get in that one building in this economy you got (laughs) to Um, and so number seven is Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, which KOTOR is a very good game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not the biggest Star Wars person, not until these new Star Wars movies mm-hmm. that have happened. I, I'm, I'm, I love Star Wars, like the new stuff. The old stuff is really good and I respect it. Um, but I just, I just don't have an attachment to mm-hmm. it. I was too busy watching anime. Um, but I know that this game is like highly revered. It's very, very good. Um, I would like to actually go and play this and see if I can get into it as someone that's not super into Star Wars. 
it'd be fun to kind of like try it. World of Warcraft is number six. I think because it has a ton of impact and it's Blizzard and they, anything they make prints money and all that stuff. I'm not super into World of Warcraft. I've I don't, never played it. I'm not into the art at all because like the concept art is super dope but like the game character models don't look like the super dope art and i'm like this is not damn pandas though the pandas are cute i'm into the pandas Pand- pandaria pandaria the mist of pandaria. pandaria is that like your is that that's like where i'm from okay i'm literally from the mist of pandaria <laughs> um and then that's that leads us to number five which is the witcher three which i literally started today it's a very good game there is just so many things that yeah. you can do in that game it's really good but like having not played witcher one or two like the game's gonna ask you a bunch of questions about shit that happened in the previous the previous two games and i was like and they were like did you destroy the 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 the, the man at the cathedral in alabaster land or whatever and i'm and i'm like sure girl I'm like no i actually did that in lucretia village <laughs> oh lucretia and village, with hey girl. the candlestick yes and lucretia it was colonel mustard yes yeah um it's very fun i really really like the gameplay it's an action rpg it's super dope um again you have swords and magic and you have, a, you have a horse and you know Ugh. all kinds of stuff it's Ugh. dope it's super dope, but it's so easy to get distracted. Do you have to ride the horse? You're going to want to ride the horse. I don't like horses. Well, because it's, it's like the fastest mode of transportation. There's no, like, griffin? Well, there, there, you have to fight a big-ass griffin, but I don't know if you can, like... Can I mount it? I don't... Mm, I don't... I didn't get far enough in The Witcher to know if you got to the point where you could mount said griffin, but the griffin will fuck you up, <laughs> because it fucked me up when I first went up to go try to fight it. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, okay. Um, Mass Effect 2 is number four, which it's a little high on the list for me. I think it's a very good game. It's a very, very good game. I didn't play Mass Effect 1. I played 2, and I played a little bit of 3. Mm-hmm. 2 is what I have the fondest memories of, and I really enjoyed what I played of 2. Mm-hmm. And like the character creator, I could actually make a black person yeah, and, actually looked, say, and actually looked like a black person. My main character was hot. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to play it. When it's actually done, and not a hot mess that it is right now, but Andromeda. Yeah, I've heard yeah. many things. Yeah, like I'll get back to it when it's actually done. Um, number three is Chrono Trigger. Ugh, so good. Which, yeah, I need to like go and play more than like, than, like the first like ten hours of the game. Uh-huh. But I love what I played. You got to Jessica, she did one like little spin, and you were like, I'm done. And I was like, I'm, that's, that's I'm all done. I needed to see. I just need one aqua bubble blast. That's, all, that's all I needed to see. Um, number two... Is Final Fantasy six, six slash three slash three amazing? It's literally on everything. Yeah, like it's on PS three, PS one, SNES, the Vita, PSP, GBA, PC, iOS, and Android. I have it on all the things. <laughs> I I yeah. I can play Final Fantasy six literally on our microwave. Tight. It's so good. Yeah. Um. Really, really good use of espers in that game. Mm-hmm. Really fun, different characters that all had different um, fighting styles. Yeah. Really, really good game. Yeah. And then number one is the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. Oh, I had a fire necromancer that was la shit. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. He was pretty sick. I believe that. It's just like, I'm not into, I'm not really into this. No, me either. I'm not into this, like, aesthetic. 
Um, but like, I really like The Witcher Three. Uh-huh. Kind of think that Geralt, the main character, is super hot. So I'm like, I'm into it. But um, yeah, like it just, it just, I understand and respect the the love for this game. It is a game that is good for people that like this kind of game. It is not for me. And it's coming to the Switch. Or yeah. Is it already on Switch? Oh, it's not out on Switch yet, but it okay. is coming. It is coming to the Switch. As so well. you can literally be throwing them fireballs. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. With the Joy Con. And then number zero. Because dun- that's a thing. Yeah. Number zero. Number zero. Dungeons and Dragons. Because they had to. Be- yeah, because it's like this is where everything's happened. It started on pencil and paper and imagination and dice. Which led us to all this bullshit that we have today. For every dark elf that ever walked down a corridor, only to find a darker elf there. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> but man, um, RPGs are amazing. I they're my bread and butter. It's no, th- those are like the two things that I play are like RPGs and fighting games. I honestly sometimes feel bad because I don't feel like I'm a gamer. I feel like I'm an RPGer. I. I almost exclusively pay RPGs, with like the exception being like you know a platformer once in a while. Yeah, but I mean, I think that goes to show because it goes to show that like games are so broad and they're so vast that there are so many different lanes that you can go into and you find your thing that you like and you can just stick to that. And what's cool about games is that there are so many different genres and subgenres and like super niche titles that are like iconic for what types of games that they are that you could like open your world to like a whole new thing if you like it's like oh well you should try this because i think it's really great and it's like iconic or whatever like overwatch is a great example of of like a game that i would never normally play i don't play first person shooters but overwatch has somehow managed to make the concept of a, of a first-person shooter feel really accessible and really fresh. And, and really Borderlands did and that fun. Yeah, and Borderlands for me, too. I don't like, a like, heavy it's, RPG. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a first-person RPG that's primarily gun-based, mm-hmm. which is super dope, and I love the art in that, too. It was It's great. I love Claptrap. Super funny. It's, it's super funny. It's, a, it's great. Like, those things that kind of, like, subvert genres or kind of, like, mesh two things... That you otherwise wouldn't normally think would be more strip away the toxic masculinity. From yeah, games. yeah, uh, and just let games be fun and over the top and funny yeah. and and kind of have like like their tongue in their chink chink. Oh god, that's so a tongue I'm in offended. their yeah. I know, I know, a tongue in their cheek. There we go. I can't even say words. Um, God, God, that was terrible. Um, yeah, it's it's. I like games that don't take themselves very seriously. And I like that Overwatch doesn't take itself very seriously. Um, there is a place for very serious games, because I play them. RPGs tend to be very serious, uh-huh. like Persona 5, for as fun and as goofy as it can be at times. It's dealing with some heavy-ass shit. Yeah. Let's go to the park, and while we're on our way to the park, let's talk about abuse. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, it deals with some really crazy and heavy stuff, but what I love about that is that, like, RPGs bring people together, and it brings... It establishes common ground, which I think was kind of, for us in our relationship, was kind of what brought us together. Was our, as our love for video games and RPGs. And even though we disagree on Final Fantasy games that are our favorites, we still come together. It's, it's well, fun. we're probably both wrong. Final Fantasy Eleven is probably the best one. <laughs> it's the online one, and it was actually not bad. Um, 
I'm excited to give 12, 12 its fair, fair shake. Oh, I love 12. Yeah. Yeah. Arsenal. Which that wasn't on the list. Oh, yeah. It definitely was on the list. Yeah. Um, probably because of v- Vaughn. 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 That, that, that. It was Pinello's fault. <laughs> it's all Pinello's fault. And then that, that, that vest. For real. That, that, that cropped, that cropped top vest situation. It, it should be on the list just because of Fran. Who is everything? How hot as fuck she is. Iconic. Fran's hot. And Iconic. And huh. Fran is the Beyonce of Final Fantasy. She re- and she has stiletto feet, so... Yeah. No, it's great. She's ready for a party at all it's, times. It's, it's great. It's awesome. So, that's actually great. We're, all, we're pretty much just at an hour, and I'm glad you, we got to have this little conversation together about... So cute. About, ...about games that has booped him on the nose. literally every day. Yeah, this is every day for us, so, like, we just, like... He'll we walk. just recorded it. Yeah. So he like, he'll like walk at the door. He's like, so I have feelings about this. And then we just go on to like hour-long conversations about all the things. All the things. Yeah. Sometimes it's literally about pop stars. All most day. of the time. Mo- 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 stars. Most, times it really, most times it's conversations about Ariana Grande. We have lots of feelings about Katy Perry. We... Oh, Katy Swish, Perry. swish, bitch. Oh, Katy Perry. Oh, Katy Perry. Oh, I, I'll save that conversation for another time. Um, so, yeah, this is a, a short and sweet episode this week. You guys are amazing for listening in. Um, if you have any words, feelings, snide remarks, comments, feel free to email email us at thejoystickjockeys at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter, just at joystickjockeys, and you can hit me up at ohdj on Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. This one over here doesn't you use social media. You can send me a letter in the mail. Yeah, you can send him a carrier pigeon. Or if you yell, come at me, bro, really loud, I will come fight you. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, thank you guys for tuning in for this short and sweet episode with my, with my lovely boy. And we will see you guys next time. I'll be back with Ruben. And maybe another guest. Who knows? So yeah, send in your your comments, side remarks, emails, and all that good stuff to us, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Yeah, 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 yeah,